בשם השם נעשה ונצליח. Welcome back to the Mesilat Yesharim. May the learning that we do together be as a chut and for the safety of our soldiers and all of Klal Yisrael. Mesilat Yesharim, this chapter is one of those super long ones. Now he wants to talk about um, love. So you see over there? So he says there's three subcategories to love. I presume loving, we're talking about loving of Hashem. One is, when you do mitzvahs um, with happiness, that shows you love Hashem. And by the way, I want to say something very important about Pelioetz, because the tells the Rosh Yeshiva talked about how we overcome Yishmael, it's through Yirat Shamayim. And he was basically saying, the Grazal says, and the Stipler, the main manifestation of Yer Shamayim is how we pray. Because that's where we, like the energizer battery, that it's like the electricity to our soul that brings the, um... so to make a long story short, he says, Ivdu et Hashem besimcha, Ivdu, how do we know it's a mitzvah to daven? Because it says, Ula ovdo So Ivdu is always, a synonym for prayer. Avoda, huh? You're right. Avoda means prayer. He says, what avoda? How do you serve God with all your heart? Through prayer. So therefore, that prayer has to be done with simcha. Of course, there's a strong element. The main vitamin and flavor of it is the fear of Hashem and how great Hashem is, like we said in last week's shir, last two weeks ago's shir. Unfortunately, we didn't record last week, but um, it's very important to do everything besimcha, devekus. When we do it, we get totally attached and engulfed with the holiness of God. Vakina. And we should be zealous. We should be zealous for Hashem. So he says, Probably the most beautiful song. It's a shame. You know, sometimes you, I ask people, the, the tefillot that they read, Yedid Nefesh uh, is such a beautiful meaning. It's really what, what the Ramchal is talking about. It says, Nafshi It says, just like two lovers, Imagine two people that got engaged and they're in a deep love. Can't see each other for a while. They get sick, right? So that's the same thing with us and Hashem. If we really love Hashem, we should desire Him to always be close to Him and look forward to it. Right? When there's love, it's like metal to a magnet, you know? The Pirke Avustar Abnasan says there's no love like the love of Tyra, right? And Ahavakavasatera. So it says and Rafshama Zamnarbach says that nowadays like one of the ways we can manifest our love of Hashem is love of Tyra, because you saw the right of a Kuchabrihu Khatu. Same thing with loving a Jew. If somebody this is why all those um, anti Semites are really not messing only with the Jews, they're messing with the Torah, which is the blueprint of the world. It's going to come back and break their back and break their neck. 
And even worse than that, they're messing with Hashem. Mm-hmm. It's a mefurash and chazal. When we accepted the Torah, we became the chosen nation like we see in this week's parasha. We had to filter out Yishmol and Esav as we see in this week's parasha. So that idea of Yisrael, the right of Mekutcha Berichu Chadhu. So I, I just wanted to just say that one of Rav Shlomo Zaman says, Lamaisa for us, when a person shows this outstanding love and cherishes each second to learn Torah, that is the same thing as Ahavat Hashem. And it says that in the Shema, Vahafta, right? The Kotzka Rebbe says, like, says, love Hashem with all your heart, all your money, all your midot, meodecha, and all your soul. And then it says, al, the words of the Torah should be on your heart. So that's really showing us that one of the best ways to show how we love Hashem is to love His Torah. It shouldn't be separated into two entities, like, cause the Torah, uh, why do you love the Torah? Because you love Hashem. So it's kind of like sometimes, you know, loving Hashem may be a little bit too abstract, but one should realize when he loves learning and he's into his learning and he's engulfed in his learning and he can't, that's the same thing as Hashem. Mm-hmm. And it should be a very strong love. Aza. That's a cliche word in today's world. Oh, he says, the Ramchal also is, is alluding to what we said. That until learn, talking about Hashem and His Taira and His godliness should be our greatest hobby and it should be our most cherished pastime and it should be the most pleasurable thing, Mamash. Just like somebody has a, you know, when a person is about to get married in his youth, there's this unusual obsession with his uh, wife of his youth, right? Like we read in Shira Shirim, he's always thinking about her or your firstborn child or your youngest child, right? If a person has a his, his um, only child, right? So always, always at the forefront of his... He's always, you know... Concerned about the child, worried about the child, loving the child, putting focus on the child. It's a very, very powerful love. Even talking about his child, something that you love gives you pleasure, even if you're not. So, like it says in Yerbia, Haben Shashui, right? Like, you know, like, um, when a person says the good old days, right? Let's say you had a nostalgic time in your life. When you talk about it, in, it you're very joyful about it. So, so the same, same thing is with the, the love of Hashem. So he says, um, he says, if you really love Hashem, then you would never abandon your service to Him for anything in the world. Which means, um, Rabbi Lopiansky was talking about this. Sometimes you know you want to do a mitzvah, you want to do something. But 
where there's love, there's no barriers. So he says, if you really love Hashem, even in you get sick, even though you have Chasosham, you're poor, right? Yeah. Under any circumstances or tests, that's why Avram is called Avram Ohavi, right? We just, in the last few parshas, the star of all the Torah was Avraham, right? Parsha Lech Lecha Vayera, Chayesara. Avram shows us that if you really, he's the manifestation, that if you really love Hashem, nothing can stop you. Even if he tells you to give up your most precious prize, which was his son, right? Two weeks ago, Parsha, you don't. I mean, once you love Hashem, nothing... What's the test that you really love Him? The most magnificent and awesome and highest level of love that nothing can get in between you and Hashem. Anything He throws at you. Okay, sometimes, listen, a guy wants to go to Minyan and he has the flu or he has COVID, okay, he can't go. But even that, if Hashem knows, will reward you. I was just learning Rav Tzadok on the parsha by the Akedah. Rosh Hashiva Zatzal Rav Weinberg also said, he said in the, in the end of the Akedah, the Akedah was just an idea. It never happened. But you know how much reward one gets? That shows you that effort counts. Yeah. The main thing that Hashem rewards us for is their Kavana. If you really love Hashem, you don't need prizes. Okay, you know, nowadays for Friday night learning, they give cholent and this and that, but once, because, you know, synonymous with loving Hashem is that you're in it for L'Shem Shamayim. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's just for the sake of heaven. It's just such a natural tendency. Once once that love is embedded in your heart, it's just uh, like a magnet to metal. No, okay, something, you know, we are human, mere mortals, mortals, and there is the laws of nature. But notwithstanding that, somebody that's in love is just, you know, he just flows and floats like an angel. He has a supernatural connection to Hashem and his Torah and mitzvahs, and he's not looking for excuses. This is the, you know, the spitz of the spitz. This is the highest points of the ladder, which the great, uh, pious people of previous generations yearned for. Like David said, he says, like, I'm a, like a beautiful deer that's running to, you know, that's so thirsty and is so eager to drink from the pond, right? Same way, I'm yearning for you, Hashem. I'm thirsty for you. When I could come to your Bet HaMikdash and be engulfed in the holiness of the Shekhinah, and then it says in Tehillim, that was Tehillim 42, then there's Tehillim 84, that says, I'm yearning for to, to come to the courtyard of Hashem. This is one of the most yeshivish words and it's one of the most important words a person should put in his spiritual dictionary. Because what we're saying here regarding Hashem is regarding His Torah, right? Because Shlomo Zalman Orbach and the Ramchal really, it's chuka, the desire. Like all the gedolim, all the greatest tzaddikim and 
Hasidim and people became great because they had a tremendous chuka. Right? When there's a will, there's a way. That teshuka is golden, it's platinum, it's like a, it's like that nuclear power inside that will make you become great. You know what I mean? The, so he says, Like it says in Yeshaya 26 that it's a great desire to know your name. Uh, again, Yeshaya talks about like, you know, it's like fire within me that keeps me up at nights because I'm so engulfed and kind of like drunk with the love of Hashem. Obsession. See, it's not good to be obsessed with your smartphone that makes you silly and makes you sick. Unless you're listening to Shurim on it all day. If you use it as a tool and not a toy, but I think 95% of people, it's a hard balance to have. Thank God for Shabbat. But Dabar HaMelech says in Tehillim 63, the Ramchal continues, That's why Dabar HaMelech was able to supernaturally get up in the early morning, you know, from midnight and write Tehillim, right? It's a love affair. It's his greatest hobby and pastime and most desire, Gishmak, right? The most pleasure he gets is from him singing to Hashem and thanking Hashem. And even for those people that are not so sophisticated, I, I was just, uh, I was so happy. I was able to, um, somebody was very depressed. He was calling me a family member. And you know, he told me my life is like, uh, very difficult, whatever. He, he was having some major problems. I, I, I tried to, um, I changed his perspective. And, um, one thing we could do definitely, even, even a, a, a five-year-old child has enough capacity to do this is when we really make addiction, when we, when we write down line by line, all the great gifts God has given us, the gift of health and wealth and security. Look, Israel is in a war. 150, 200,000 Jews had to abandon their homes in the south and north. That day you have a, a clean bed to sleep on and a peace of mind to sleep under a security and peaceful home. Is a, you shouldn't, you, I think that's one thing... Our, our current circumstances are showing us. Nothing is guaranteed. On Simchat Torah, 1,400, whatever, 1,200 people. It really is 1,400 people because there's 250 people hostage. God knows we're, we're, we're begging God that they should come back alive. But there's, you know, thousands of people got injured. Don't take anything for granted. No, it's like every day they're discovering more and more people. And more yeah, and, and the issue over there is what I'm trying to say is that when we say thank you to God for His unlimited gifts that He gives us, we could do it with happiness. Right? Every day when we open up our eyes, we say, I told you one of my friends went blind in Israel. Yeah, he stayed in my house for many, many weeks over the years. Months. He would stay with me. So, it's... Um, David HaMelech in Tehillim 119 says, 
I'm always going to talk about your mitzvot that I love. God, like, that's what the Ramchal is really saying what we're saying. Mitzvahs connect us to Hashem. Torah connects us to Hashem. So when we do the Torah and mitzvahs in a very gishmak and loving and exciting and uplifting way, keeping our Shabbat, like I started this year, the Peleod says, when we pray, we should pray with fire. And just like I said a few seconds ago, thank Hashem, but sincerely and with happiness, the gishmak. You know, I uh, I, I said um, it's actually crazy. One of my most um, favorite parts of the prayer has become. Um, we say right after Modim, God's name is good. And also we have to have unconditional love for God. Right? We're not like David HaMelech. Why did David HaMelech, his 150 chapters of Tehillim, become so famous that even when I saw when the, I was uh, looking at Chataya Nimaske, I was looking at the funeral of the Queen of England. It was just fascinating. They were quoting Tehillim all the time. Not even every Jew, right? Probably tens of millions of prayers have been said since the beginning of the war, right? It's all, most of it is Tehillim. Why did David merit that his book should be the book that everybody, um, when they want to cry out to God, when they're in loving God or even in fear of in danger, right, in the valley of death, like he says, Gam, is because David HaMelech had unconditional love for God. For sure you should love God when He makes you wealthy and successful and elevates you. Like a son loves his father. Which means we have to tap into our natural capacity of loving God under all circumstances. Of course, when it's a honeymoon between you and God and everything is going butterfly beautiful like rainbow, so of course that's naturally you have to thank God, right? And love God. Hello, Havicha Konecha, because God is your father and he owns you. He, he's your creator. But what's the litmus test? What's the real test if you really love Hashem. It's when it's difficult times, right? When he takes away chas v'shalom, you know, it's things that you admire and adore. And that's what it says in Shema. V'ahavta, it's Hashem love God with all your heart and all your soul. He says, you should love Hashem so much that even if he takes your soul, like Rabbi Yekiva and those 1,200 korbanot, the 1,200 people that were on all those kibbutzim and in the south and that passed away, even if he takes it, even that you love. Which means that the love is so unconditional and so concrete that it never, nothing can destroy it. Nothing can, inst- that great fiery love, nobody, nothing can, no hurricane or no Hamas can extinguish, no Nazi can extinguish that flame of that love. Mm-hmm. 
is with all your money, right? So it says, even if Hashem takes away somebody's entire money, net worth, you should still love Hashem. We'll do one more paragraph. He says, I'm now. Now, it's a terrible, difficult test. Right? Because sometimes, you know, we're just mere humans, so what's the secret to sauce that when we God does be strict with us, that we shouldn't lose our love for Him? He says, the first advice I give you that you should never lose your love of God even when there's hardship and difficult tests, is for everybody. And then the second one is for very intellectual people. We have to believe that even when Hashem tests us, it's because He loves us. Right? Because whatever Hashem does is for the best. And we're like mere ants. So many times, the worst things in life end up becoming the best things. Because we don't have the full picture, like right, you miss your flight. Like I was just listening to an amazing story. Shout out to my uh good old neighbor and good friend the Daniel Agalar. Like, you know, somebody whatever, it's a long story, I don't want to get into the story, but somebody was trying to make be carve a Jew from Kibbutz Be'eri. And the guy you know Imagine a person's car broke down and he wasn't able to be in the south, right? So he's like cursing, his car blew up. But he got out of the car. But, you know, he's alive to tell the story. So, whatever, what you think is bad and the pain and the suffering, it's ultimately for your good. And the best thing is like sometimes the amputation, right? Sometimes what can be worse than amputating a leg or an arm? It's so precious. But in the day, a doctor has to do it to keep you what? Alive. And that's essentially what happened on October 7th. All of our Jews, we have one destiny and we're Kabbalistically, I remember, I don't know if you were listening to my Shirim on Tomer Devorah and the 13 Midovat Hashem. We're really like one soul. It's called the soul of the Knesset Yisrael. So unfortunately, God had to amputate, you know, 1,400, 1,200, whatever pieces off our soul. But in the end of the day, they're going to be alive in the next world. And uh, sometimes you look at the, um, the the doctor that's amputating the person. You're so, you're a butcher. You're butchering the guy's leg off. You're butchering the guy's, right? This happens all the time. By the way, podiatrists have to do this to the toes of people that have diabetes. So somebody that has a superficial babyish understanding is going to call the the doctor, the benevolent doctor that's saving the guy's life. He looks like a murderer, right? He looks like a butcher, but it's the greatest uh, rachmanut mercy. So it would be ridiculous to say, "Oh, I hate my surgeon because he did surgery on me." I sometimes some, my dad was under like a fourteen and a half hour surgery, and they took out his um, pancreas, but <laughs> he had cancer. You know what I mean? 
You should love him more because he saved your life. Can the same thing with Yisurim? A person has to know clearly whatever Hashem does for you is for your good. It's like a surgery. Sometimes it's a very painful surgery. It's even as bad as the amputation. But for your spiritual soul, sometimes to save your to wake you up or money for sure. We don't understand. But we have to understand. We say every day after we come out, to, out of the bathroom, Baruch Atah Hashem, Rofechol Basar Mafliz Asor. Who's the ultimate doctor? Perhaps maybe that's why it does, you know, half a dozen times a day that we go to the bathroom, we say Hashem, you're Maybe this is one of the, perhaps one of the kavanas we should have that just like the Rofe has to give you some very bitter medicine or even do surgery on you or chas v'shalom amputate, but it's it's to keep you alive. It's it's we we have to know that we don't know the whole picture, and it's a hundred and ten percent for our good. So he says, a real lover of God, even when he's ultimately, you know, we 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 saw before our eyes the butchery of Hamas. So a person that doesn't have real love of God and strong in will say, oh, what kind of God is this? He let this happen. But we have to know, whatever. God is above time. So he has his reasons to wake up the nation, to try to bring Mashiach, right? And once Mashiach comes, there's no death, there's no Hamas, there's no evil. So may Hashem help us to always revere God, which is the first step. You know, have fear of God. And then, of course, we should have this concrete, unconditional love when we realize everything Hashem does is for our good and we, it never gets this extinguished. Amen. Amen.